This is Changing the Rules, a podcast about designing the life you want to live. Hosted by Casey Dempster and Ray Lowe, the luckiest guy in the world. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Changing the Rules. I'm Casey Dempster, and I'm here with my co-host, Ray Lowe. And it is, we've, we've had a little hint of the upcoming fall season this morning. Uh, had to put a jacket on when we left the house. Yes, it's wonderful outside. <laughs> so um, just briefly reminding our listeners that Changing the Rules is a podcast about how People handle change in their lives and how they handle rules. And uh, we're, we're given rules from the day we're born, and most of the time they are intended to keep us safe and help us learn how to live successfully in society. But over time, as we get to be adults, many of, many of the rules are not relevant to us anymore. And in fact, they can actually inhibit what we want to do and need to do in order to be successful. So uh, we have what we call the luckiest people in the world, and one of the things that the luckiest people in the world do successfully is they change the rules to fit what they need to do so that they can achieve the successes that they do. You just enjoy expounding on that, don't you? You just push that button uh, well, and there you, I go. You know, I think what it is, is you were raised as a little Catholic girl and you were good and you never broke rules. And now all of a sudden you get to break rules. And, and you know, uh, the people that break the rules tend to be some of the luckiest people in the world. And I've been following luckiest people in the world now for 45 years, trying to figure out how I can hang out with more and more of these people because they're fun people. And the luckiest people in the world have one big characteristic and a whole lot of little ones. But the big one is that they personally design their own lives. And once they've designed them, they step into them and they lived in the, to the fullest. And uh, we have a guest today. Uh, we're going to take a break first, so don't panic over that, Casey. <laughs> you get your break. But, but uh, when we come back and talk about our guest, our, our guest has... Uh, done several things. I, I think he certainly handles rules really well. And he came out of one industry that was fraught with rules mm. and into a new business where the rules can be bent and broken and uh, all kinds of things uh, based on innovation. And that's what we're going to talk about. The other thing that uh, Bill, our guest is named Bill, uh, is uh, does is he tends to follow things that are fascinating and motivating. And that's always been one of the things that I've admired about him. Uh, he doesn't get bogged down into details. He goes where the action is. And we'll find out about that in a couple minutes. So, uh, Taylor, uh, we need a short break. You're listening to Changing the Rules with Casey Dempster and Ray Lowe, the luckiest guy in the world. We will be right back with more exciting information. Welcome back, everybody. And before we get into our interview, I wanted to uh, take a quick moment to thank our sponsors for our virtual Friends Connection Conference, which Yay. is happening tomorrow. And our first sponsor is an organization called Spring Point Choice, and their generosity is allowing us to bring the conference to our participants at no no uh, cost. Spring Point Choice is a membership-based program for adults aged 55 and older, which offers the option to continue to live in their own home, protect their income and assets against future long-term care costs, and have the added assurance of quality care when needed. If you want more information, you can call Spring Point Choice at 866-778-3255. That's Spring Point Choice, and we're so glad to have them as part of our Friends Connection family. 
Our second sponsor is um, Pacero's Coffee Roasters, and we want to thank them again for their generosity, which is um, helping us in uh, supporting our event tomorrow. And Pacero's Coffee Roasters has three locations in the Philadelphia region. It's not only a family-run business, but it's been serving the Philadelphia region for more than 30 years. And they also roast and sell their own organic coffee beans online. So I will attest personally that I have tasted one of their coffees. Uh, It's called Black Dog. Black Dog, yes. And I have to say it is the best coffee I've ever had. So again, thank you to Pacero's Coffee Roasters. You can find them at PaceroSCoffee.com. That's P-A-S-S-E-R-O-S coffee.com. Okay, we get to go on now, right? Yes. Okay, well, we certainly are thankful to our sponsors, and without them, we wouldn't be able to continue to do all these things at no cost. But uh, today, we have a great guest, and uh, it's a gentleman that I've known for a good number of years. And in fact, I spent quite a bit of time traveling and giving presentations with him uh, throughout the financial uh, planning and financial advisory services business. And uh, Bill Hortz, uh, when I met him, was a regional sales manager or national sales manager for Oppenheimer Mutual Funds. And the next time I met him, he was running an outfit called the Institute for Innovation Development, and his title was Dean. Not president. But not not president, not CEO, Dean. And uh, Bill Hort, say hi to everybody. Hello, everybody. And as to the Dean uh, title, I, I just couldn't help myself. <laughs> I, I wanted to be the Dean Wormer of innovation. <laughs> I, I just had the opportunity, and I took it. <laughs> oh, I think it's a wonderful title. And, you know, it's a sign of your creativity and the way you think outside the box, which is one of the reasons why I know you're one of the luckiest people in the world. But uh, the first question I want to ask you here is, you left the world of financial planning, financial advising, a very structured world, and you uh, developed this Institute for Innovation. What caused you to do this, and, and what happened here? Because there's a big, big change in your life. Well, um, and and just to correct something you mentioned before, when I was at Oppenheimer Funds, I was one of the heads in the uh, strategic uh, accounts department. So that's more of a business-to-business, creative business management, um, and um, uh, you know, type of function. And um, that held me in very good stead in starting up this this new institute to be able to work across businesses and partner strategic partnerships and and the like. But uh, when I was at Oppenheimer Funds, you know, a, a major industry, a major player in a major industry, there were set ways of doing things, you know, very, very set ways of doing things. And we were always trying to push the boundaries to see how we could do it a little better, more interesting. And I started going to global cross-industry business innovation conferences and um, very interesting organizations that just lit a fire under under me when I was talking to them. And so in your industry, how do you do what you do? What do you, what do you mean you did that? You know, <laughs> what, what do you mean you didn't talk to the CEO in the development of this innovation um, initially? 
What do you, you know, it just started bringing out that one, there is a very different dynamic that's business dynamic that's starting globally cross industry and um, the fact that there are new tools and ways to deal with this new dynamic. And that's what really led me to really explore this more fully. And, and the key thing I, I determined is the biggest challenge in financial services and these financial services industry, um, as well as every other industry, uh, is that there is this new dynamic of an accelerating rate of change. There are other challenges, that, and there are plenty of them. But nothing is so fundamental. This is the ground by which, on which businesses are standing on is going through this tectonic change. It's a new dynamic. It's, it's, we always had to deal with change, but it used to be generational. Yeah. Now, in two, three years, right, uh, a whole industry can go through mammoth, mammoth change. So that was the first thing. When I started uh, the Institute, it was for it to be a, a, uh, a platform or a magnet, right? A central place where I could start curating what, what are these, what is, to, to deal with this type of acceleration, there's this toolbox called innovation. So let's really try to curate and find out exactly what is innovation and how are other industries doing it and let's try to share these ideas these 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 ideas with um you know with the with, with others in the financial services industry which is where i focus yeah. but, but this is true of any industry these tools can help any industry but um i did focus and continue in financial services by focusing this institute and in, in business innovation in that space you know, one of the things that uh, you hit me with at first when I started talking to you, since you took over this institute or created this institute, is when I went to business school, the Wharton School used to tell us, well, you're going to go into business, you've got to have a 25-year plan, right? Well, 25 years, so many things happen anymore. And, and then I talked to you, and you're working with businesses that have a three-month plan, maybe, right? Or a six-month plan. So yeah, the world is not the same, and and uh, we have to we have to move with it, or it's going to leave us behind. Well, you know the 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 thing that the institute, um, the good news, I mean, the challenge, the institute is is trying to be strategic. Strategic is you got to focus on what what is the biggest major challenge for businesses today, and that's the accelerating rate of change, um, and if accelerating rate of change if other things follow from that you know you need tools to address that new dynamic and that's where i'm focusing on business innovation tools approaches ways of thinking that are different which help you how do you how do you compete how do you operate in an environment that is changing so quickly and like you mentioned a business plan, you know, there's an there's an old saying that says a business plan after months of deliver of, of of formulating it, getting the hundred pages and all that, and putting and binding it and all that kind of stuff, 
you know, doesn't, you know, doesn't exist beyond the uh, first, uh, uh, you know, uh, the, the very first contact with a client, right? Because you're building it up in your head, right? And the, but then you're going into the real world and all of a sudden, so you have to build from the clients, not from your head. Yeah, and, and that's why new new companies are using a new tool, which is called the business model canvas. It's a great tool because it's, if you're running any kind of company, doesn't matter size, scope, industry, one page, nine blocks, it forces you to look at your business strategically. Who exactly are your key clients? What exactly is the value proposition you're giving them? What are the tools you're using to to deliver that value proposition? What are the costs? What do you charge? And now it's visual and you can collaborate with other people in your firm and it teaches you how to pivot, which is a big word today. If, if, if the environment is going to keep changing, you can't come out with one idea, you're done, you know, and focus on competitive advantage in this one space. It's going to keep changing. So you need to know how to keep pivoting or changing or experimenting. And there's these great tools like a business model canvas that makes being more innovative in how you run your company uh, much more easy to do than even using the traditional tools of, you know, doing a, you know, uh, a one year, five year uh, strategic plan or, you know, business uh, business. Yeah, you know, that's particularly evident in the last year because uh, those people that had the 30- or 100-page business plans uh, have major renovations to do in their plan. They're probably okay. using and, it as a doorstop. Yeah, yeah, I think the whole idea is it got torn up and thrown away. And and uh, so here's the perfect example of uh, we all know the world is going to change. You know, we, we all look not only at the virus thing, we look at the forest fires, the climate issues that are going on, the the uh, hurricane that's about to hit your house next week, Bill, <laughs> and and all of those things that uh, we have to pivot with. I love that word pivot. Uh, so take a minute, if you can, and uh, give us a couple of insights of some of the things that you think are going to change just because the world has changed so much for us in the last several months. Well, you know, the, the nature of what's going to change is the problem, right? <laughs> we don't know. Right. <laughs> How do we know? Right. I mean, you know, it, there's a dynamic to change, though. And that's what you focus on. So the Institute is really trying to focus on this dynamic, which means that you have to, the most important thing you have to do is build your business plan, your model, your way of, 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 of doing business from your clients not from your head, not from your corner, not from your experience. See, in, in the old days, experience and expertise was, hey, this worked before, this will work again. This is a different dynamic, okay? Things are changing so, so quickly that you have to keep very close to your clients. That means talking to them, that's surveys, that's but deep dive. I mean, really talking to them. You know, what are your fears? What are your goals? What what types of things could you ask for us? You know, have advisory boards of your clients. I mean, so the most important thing to address what's going to change is stay very, very, very close 
and your clients and build and innovate, you know, from them. Now, let me give you a working definition of innovation of what this process is. You know, when, when you say innovation, the way we've defined it as a working definition, right? Innovation is the ongoing execution of new ideas that create client value. Let me break that up for you, okay? Ongoing. If we're in a if we're in an environment of ongoing change and accelerating change, that's not stopping. It, it will not stop. It'll keep, you know, uh, building on itself. So, so innovation is a mindset or a commitment to ongoing consistency. Not you came up with one great idea, you're done. No, all right. What's your next idea? You have to have an ongoing nature. Plus two, execution ongoing execution you have to try things you got to put it into the world you have to you know take that idea you know and and use it and see if clients really are responding to it so it's the ongoing execution of new ideas and it's not just ideas it's new ideas that create client value so you're going to innovate when people start saying boy, I like that idea, that's different, or I like it's easier to work with you, or boy, you're really talking my language and explaining things different ways. So it's when you really create the value client that you're going to get innovation. So to deal with change, that's the way you should have a mindset of having this ongoing execution of new ideas that create value. And this way you're on top of change no matter where it's going, because you're 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 working in lockstep with it, or at least you're executing your resources as a business owner to be more of an entrepreneur of moving with that change. Yeah, you know uh, that's a great definition, and that really helps clarify things. That everything is client centric. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything is uh, based on flux. Uh, you you got to pivot with what's going on in the world and and uh, you know I want to thank you for your time. Unfortunately, our time is over already, Bill. You know it it it, it just flies on this uh, time period and and evidently we didn't pivot fast enough. <laughs> but one of the one of the things that I just want to emphasize is um, communication. And I know Bill mentioned it, but communication is probably at the root of most problems that we face today. And um, and I think that um, as business owners, they didn't used to communicate with their customers as much because they felt like, well, I have the product that they need. But now it's not it's not that easy. You have to, as you say, bring value and and help them to understand why they need your product. Yeah, and what are you doing today when you can't go out and have lunch with them? Right. You know, what what are the things that are going on in the background? And, you know, Bill's got a host of uh, great ideas. Uh, he's well-published, and we can't give you the list on the, on the air. It's just not going to work. But we will put in our notes about the podcast, how you can reach Bill, how you can find out about this whole concept of innovation that, that he's putting in in a different way through uh, being the dean. <laughs> I, you know, I'll never get over that, Bill. Uh, but, but uh, you know, I, I want to take a minute and thank you for being with us. And, you know, we'll have to have you back again uh, as we come out of this uh, environment that we're in and see what the new innovations are as we go. Uh, but thanks for being with us. And I think everybody that's listened to this uh, uh, interview 
can see where Bill is certainly one of the luckiest people in the world. He pivots well. <laughs> okay, so let's, let's take a quick break and come back and close up. You're listening to Changing the Rules with Casey Dempster and Ray Lowe, the luckiest guy in the world. We will be right back with more exciting information. Welcome back, everybody. And I have to say that I really enjoyed our interview today with Bill Hortz. And um, just want to remind everybody that uh, we are having our virtual Friends Connection Conference tomorrow, September 16th at 12 noon. And if you want to join at the last minute, we might have a couple of seats still open. Go to our website, theluckiestpeopleintheworld.com, and click on the button to register. Yeah, and sign up. We're going to have an exciting uh, person to talk to us a little bit, and then we're going to close up with our mixologist coming in and inventing for us a luckiest people in the world cocktail. So uh, see you guys next week, and everybody have uh, safe times. Thank you for listening to Changing the Rules, a podcast designed to help you live your life the way you want and give you what you need to make it happen. Join us in two weeks for our next exciting topic on Changing the Rules with Casey Dempster and Ray Lowe, the luckiest guy in the world.